what do you got there, Jess? Nothing. I'm I'm baking in the background. <laughs> so we only got 45 minutes. <laughs>
first quarter of my third year, came back and the club had become like 30 people, yeah. including Dewey. And I remember there was a meeting we met at, a yeah. meeting of the leaders of Shenanigans Comedy Club. And I think I came in really hot yeah. and confident. I was and gonna, no so what was your impression of me when we first met? Um, Yeah, my first impression of you was that you were very eager, uh, excited to do comedy. Um that uh my impression of you was sort of that you were like <coughs> yeah <laughs> it was sort of like that as a person see because my first impression of you was like oh this guy's gonna be a problem really because <laughs> you came in and we had had stuff planned but since it was there were no type a people behind it everything totally was kind of like chaos so you were just like constantly like, wait so how's this gonna work like how do we do this like blah, blah, blah. And i was like oh this is gonna be an issue and then we became very good friends i came in asked about the details the details didn't exist <laughs> yeah I probably insisted that we change everything. Yeah. And yeah. Probably correctly, by the way. So, you know. Well. But who who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. And then so we we became friends after that and we hung out a bunch because we were both the heads of the uh um sketch department along with Emma Dudley. Um yep. and then uh we were both on the same improv team together, the Mild Cats, a name which I yeah. liked but was immediately changed when we left. Oh, Mild Cats is a great name. Yeah, I no, they hated the it. The other team. people hated it. They changed it immediately when we graduated. So, mm. you know, to each their own. Yeah, improv and sketch buddies for a long time. Yeah, that's how we went. And then Chelsea, you and I met as uh, um, buddies on Alex's D&D campaign, specifically a One Piece D&D campaign, because D&D itself, itself was not nerdy enough. Yeah. yeah, but you were like a, a legend to me before we even played the game. Because really? Because I had heard stories about you. Um, and I heard stories about you every time I made one of those, like, a tractor. I hardly know her type jokes. Ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chelsea so is the only heard. other person who makes those kinds of jokes. Yeah, because yeah, they're fucking funny. So, you know, oh, who, can, who can blame you? But yeah, yeah, Chelsea and I, as we mentioned earlier, have a lot in common, weirdly enough, Uh I grew up, you know, in raising livestock in a very agricultural area. And you went to Cornell University, which is a very ag college and also a very bird college, which is interesting because you worked on both a farm there and an ornithology lab. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can <laughs> say this, but I did have a uh, short lived graphic design internship at the ornithology lab where I kind of designed uh, worksheets, but I mostly moved around Um Adobe Suite assets from one yeah. computer to another. And so that's what I did. Okay. Um, well, that sort of brings us to our next topic. Um, what is your history with birds and birding? First time birder. I have no uh, no experience birding. I've never considered it, never wanted to do it. Uh, never thought about birds. Uh, never had an interest in them at all before today. What what a wonderful answer, Alex. Thank you very much. Chelsea? Can uh, I be more I, negative than that? Can yeah, it, sure, no, go for it. Go for it. Really, really make me cry on my okay. uh, podcast. Got it. Uh, I don't like their feet. I don't like their wings. Um, I think their beaks are too hard and too small. Great. Uh, I am also a first-time birder, um, but my best friend is the top moderator on a budgie like pet forum 
and posts on it like every single day. People are always like, help, I found a budgie in the Pacific Ocean. And she's like, leave me alone. I have to respond to this right now. So that is my experience with birds. Wait, like they found like a budgie in the middle of the Pacific Ocean? Yeah, this kind of content hops up all the time. People are always like, please like tell me what genetic mutation my budgie has based on its like color pattern um and my best friend is like a big nerd and is the top moderator and it's like her unofficial part-time job okay could you explain to our audience what a budgie is um Um, they're little guys (laughs) 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 they're very small they're like those little birds that they're like the most classic birds you see in a pet store they're like blue and yellow and they've got little spots on their faces okay i think my friend's brother had a budgie growing up and it got so nervous it killed itself (laughs) so i think that's the thing that happens with uh birds in captivity i had a budgie growing up it didn't it didn't kill itself it didn't commit suicide but it, it did live a long and happy life and then when it died, we put it in a shoebox and buried it in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But we also had a cat, and we did not bury it deep enough. And so I believe the cat sniffed out this dead budgie because we then found like its legs and feathers kind of thrown around the backyard where it had it had been dug up and eaten. I mean, alternate hypothesis, the budgie became a zombie and the cat saved your family. Yeah, we, that's true. I mean, that, that could have as likely happened. Mm-hmm. This is literally the first time I've ever heard the word budgie. I will and you say you are all talking about it as if it's a normal word. <laughs> I will say <laughs> when you bird. say budgie, it kind of sounds like what a parent would come up with as like a sweet nickname for like the kids' genitals. Like, what? Oh. you know how like you like you like you know you call like you don't want to say like oh how's your like your little penis or your little vagina. So <laughs> you come right. up with like little like nicknames like ask your kids like how's your how's your... Mister Budgie doing? Yeah, <laughs> like how's your hoo hoo? How's your peenie? Um, Jess, what is your history with birds and birding? Oh, Jess is baking. Hold on. No, I'm here. I'm being professional. Oh. <laughs> um, Jess is so professional. She's dressed in all black. I'm, but did I'm, leave to check I'm on I'm stage cookies. crew. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, my experience with birding is Dewey took me birding one time a year ago, and I said, this is for me. Yeah, well, I mean, but, with, but your relationship with birds, though, didn't you have a bird growing up? Yeah, but we didn't. She wasn't a friend. <laughs> what do um, you mean? My, my dad had a parrot and she was really mean to everyone except my dad. Um, it's still alive. It's still there and it's still mean. Um, but it got really good at imitating my mom. So when my mom would like yell from upstairs, the bird would hear that and start imitating it and be like, Joe, every now and then. And we would think that it was my mom yelling, even if she wasn't in the house. <laughs> um, and well, it would she'd take also a call you guys too, right? She'd be like, girls. Oh, yeah. She would yell, girls. And then we'd be like, what? And- <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very yeah, similar right. to the plot of Smart House, right? Isn't Smart House where like the AI becomes like the, the mom to this widowed family? Yeah. I feel like the bird is trying to slowly like kill the and replace your mom. <laughs> yeah. Debbie better watch out. Um, so as for my history with birds and birding, I've always been interested in birds, thought they were pretty cool, but I've never specifically sought them out as some sort of like hobby until I was waiting for some job to start with the uh, LAUSD and they took forever to hire me. So I'd spend every day out in the park and I was out with the birds all the time. And I thought, well, you know, I might as well bring my camera, take a couple pictures. And then I did and I was hooked. So I started doing that like every day that I could. And eventually one of my photos, not to brag, was in the Audubon Top 100 Photos for 2022. Wow. So that was pretty cool. So I bird all the time. 
Um, so now I thought I'd start a little birding podcast to force my friends to hang out with me. And that that's that's why we're here. That's why we're here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we all went on a birding trip to the Alex U. <laughs> For the listeners, Alex is wearing a robe. and I'm wearing a bathrobe. A He's wearing a bathrobe, making a point of leaving it as open as possible. I've done it on purpose. That was an accident. Okay. Alex has done a lot of bits. Alex, when we were at UCLA, used to do a bit. Now, I have not seen it, but you told me about it, where you used to pretend to be a sim and walk into buildings. Yeah, I would pretend to be a sim who's like lost its tracking. Like if you like delete all the doors in the sims, then they can't get out, but they'll still try to. So I would like walk into a wall with like an, a very even gate, like uh, like a like a sim thought there was a door there and no longer. Yeah, because you do that when you're like waiting for people to like come meet you, right? You do that to your brother on the way to like lunch or something. Yeah, I've done that especially if someone <laughs> then has to snap me out of it. Yeah, because does Brandon like it when you do that? No, no, yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't <laughs> like that much public attention. So he has to be the one to be like to interact with me. Yeah, and everyone else would just ignore it. Yeah. It's funny that he has not like public interaction because he is a an improviser, or at least He's was an improviser. An yes. So it was an interesting choice for him. Mm-hmm. All right. But so we did go on a trip today. We took a birding trip. So Jess, if you could do me a favor and read off the list of birds that we saw today. You bet. We saw a lot of birds. So it's a long list. How many? So many. We saw a raven, Anna's hummingbird, Alan's hummingbird, a wren, Turkey vulture, and I put a note all spread out. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, sparrows, white crowned sparrow, snowy egret, American coot, Canada geese, cormorants, mallards, Eurasian morning doves, belted kingfisher, a pelican, um, red winged blackbirds. Northern flicker, towhees, lesser gold finches, bush tits, grackles, house finches, a song sparrow, and I made a note dead. Oh, we'll <laughs> also come swallow. back to that one. <laughs> Tree swallow, red shouldered hawk, Egyptian geese, and red tailed hawk. So, yeah, we saw a ton. Alex and Chelsea, were there any birds that you saw for the first time that really stuck out to you? I, I, all these birds i've only ever group seen birds as a monolith before right before yeah. we went birding i would just imagine like somebody said a bird and i would just think oh yeah there's just like brown birds everywhere and it turns out yes. there's like a thousand different birds just like outside my apartment that i never would have noticed before i was shocked at the color uh of of birds and the size difference some of them are so yeah. vibrant yeah yeah because yeah the, in your mind they're all exactly the same <laughs> i thought they were all exactly the same just, I liked seeing the uh, red-winged blackbirds, very yeah. vibrant, vibrant red shoulders. Yeah, those guys are cool. So for those who are not familiar, they're a beautiful blackbird, the kind you'd see in uh, children's folktales, such as the pie with a bunch of blackbirds in it. Um, but the only distinction is that on their wing, they have a little bit of color on the shoulder, as their name describes. So it's a big patch of red with a little um, yellow underneath. Of course, I'm describing the male. So as many of you may know, with birds, the males are often the prettier ones. Um, if you're talking only phenotypically, not talking about their personality, uh, the males are typically the more attractive ones. So the females are actually brown with speckles, um, which is beautiful in its own way. Um, but yeah, so we saw the ribbing blackbirds today. They're very striking birds to see them both in flight and sort of, you know, standing statically. And they make a very interesting noise. It's sort of like this like technic, like techno whistle sort of deal. Yes. But what did you like about the ribbing blackbirds, Alex? Uh, I I liked how uh, how vibrant just the shoulder tips are. They looked sort of like um, 
I don't think they actually dress this way, but I imagine them like British guards, like the <laughs> kind that people screw with, like tourists mess yeah. with. Um, they ignore you unless you touch them, and then they like beat you up. I think they beat you up, or they arrest you, things like that. Yeah, no, you talk. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about the uh, the, the guys with the big hats, right? Yeah, the guys with the big hats. These birds yeah. were so sleek, but these they just had these bright red pauldrons. So yeah, if you guys want to check out red winged blackbirds, they are everywhere. They're one of the most abundant bird species in the U.S. So anywhere you find like a nice field, you'll see them. If you're in L.A., there are like a lot of um, areas by reeds they like to hang out with. Um, what's fun about the red winged blackbirds is they practice polygamy, which Ooh. is when uh, they're poly. But only for dudes. So unfortunately, they are not allies. Women are not allowed to have multiple partners, but men can have as many women as they want. Oh, God. Speaking of, I made a note on Red Wing Blackbird that they were kissing slash fighting. <laughs> I thought that they were having sex, but Dewey, yeah. you pointed out as bird expert. Yeah, they were both males, but who's to say they weren't going to you know, try to fuck? You are the top of the pecking order of bird facts. Yeah, only because I'm a little freak and I went on Wikipedia and researched everything. But well, I was really impressed. Thank you. Yeah, I try to I try to regurgitate any information I can on you guys. So, Chelsea, what about you? Anything that you had not seen before you you were pretty stoked out of your mind to see? No, I was stoked the whole time. Like Alex, um, birds had always been like just in the small, medium, large aquatic categories, and there's yeah. not many <laughs> names. So those are the four categories um, for clothing as well: small, medium, large, and aquatic. <laughs> oh, that's also true. Um, I liked seeing the coots only because I had seen them before, and I had not like known their names, but remember them because they have very villainous-looking feet. They yeah. have monster feet. All oh, right, you brought up their feet, which I have never seen because I've only seen them in the water. How would you describe their feet? Um, they look like the feet of like a haunted dinosaur. Like it's all bones, but they're like <laughs> knobby and really pale and yeah. they are worth looking up. Okay. That's actually my, my Tinder bio was knobby, really pale and worth looking up. So, <laughs> um, and I believe, and I'm not sure about this because I'm not a fish expert. I am only, um, a fish enthusiast, maybe even a fish academic, but that we'll wait to see about that. Yeah. Um, but we saw many dead fish during yeah, our time fish. there. Yeah. So Jess is keeping I, track of our yeah. bird list, but uh, Chelsea's doing a good job tracking all the dead fish we saw. So Jess, they why don't were, you go ahead and read yeah. off? Sucker mouth catfish in case. Oh, you figured it out? Fish. Oh. Yeah, I did look it up um, Sucker when, mouth, as soon I as we got. Uh, I know. So. <laughs> you can turn that timer off and reset it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are invasive, so that. Oh, really? Fun fact, yes. Okay, yeah. So what Chelsea is describing is uh, there have been a bunch of record storms in LA recently because of climate change. Woo, very mm -hmm. fun. Our city needs better infrastructure. Anyway, so because of that, we walked on to the uh, birding spot and it was some sort of biblical event where it was just rained with dead fish. Uh, there were dead fish everywhere, dead fish down branches. So Jess, you prepared a little something with those dead fish, correct? I did. I was keeping score um, because when we first saw the dead fish, Dewey said, oh, good, you get a point. So mm -hmm. I kept dead fish points. We saw a total of nine dead fish. Alex saw got three dead fish points. Dewey got one. And Chelsea got five. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, Chelsea, check your mail. You're getting a crown pretty soon because you are the queen of wow. dead fish. Congratulations, Charles. So, so, even though I did technically see one from the car, but we're not going to count that one. Oh, Because right. it also may have been garbage. It might have been trash. It might have right? been that trash. Was, yeah. If it was a fish, though, that's worth two points. Really? Because it was from the car or because it was in a tree? Because yeah. it was in a tree. And yeah, that kind of, that to me counts as also a bird. <laughs> oh, yeah because yeah. yeah you know dinosaurs evolved from fish and birds evolved from dinosaurs so yeah like, it works out so yes yeah, so let's mm -hmm. um hop back onto that turkey or not not the turkey the turkey vulture <laughs> excuse me um i so, loved seeing these vultures those were 
that yeah, was, that was probably crazy. my favorite. Well, what's fun about this place is that it's right off the freeway. It's so weird that there's this place that's essentially like a little wild area that's just like in the middle of like L.A., like mm-hmm. in the middle of the valley. Um, so, yeah, we saw some vultures today. So what were they doing when we showed up, Alex? So we saw a vulture high up in a tree with its two horrible little arms stretched way out and its wings expanded as much as it can. It looked like it was warning us not to take one step further. <laughs> uh, but Dewey, you explained that it was probably sunning itself to warm yeah, itself. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it was doing because i'm not super familiar with like the total behavior of turkey vultures but typically when birds spread out like that it's a form of temperature regulation whether they're trying to take in the rays from the sun or they're trying to get a cooling breeze on their body it's just some way to sort of regulate their temperature sort of how like a fennec fox with their giant ears sort of use that to regulate their bodily temperature this turkey vulture he looked like he had been crucified really he was standing on top of the thing with his his giant wings spread all the way out yeah and then we then we saw other turkey vultures all over the place yeah it was a big day for vultures i think because of the dead fish um or because it was you know a nice sunday afternoon and they wanted to stroll um but yeah there were a ton of vultures out um really i think like we probably saw six or seven which is a lot yeah, one of my favorite moments was seeing probably six different turkey vultures circling one spot, high up yeah. in the air, flying, circling one spot. Like if we find out, if we hear in the news that a man is missing, we know where to find him. Uh, so funny story about that. I, on my birthday last year, went on a birding trip to like sort of celebrate my birthday. I went to this place called Whittier Narrows, which is just like a like family hangout spot in um not in Whittier but like near like the South LA area um and I (laughs) I went there on my birthday and I had a dream the night before that I would see um a particular bird I'd never seen before called the vermilion flycatcher and I went there the next day after my dream on my birthday and I saw the vermilion flycatcher and it was beautiful I was like oh my god I had this beautiful moment where like fate had guided me to this bird i never seen before it was awesome i took pictures went home best day of my life the moment i got in my car i checked my phone and one of my friends texted me like hey isn't this the park you went to and it was a news article where hours before i got there a man was found hanging (gasps) oh my gosh terrible the bird did it yeah the bird did it so i don't know what it was but it's a very weird omen wow that's very spooky yeah but you know the rest of my birthday was great i had wings and pie so if i'm found dead in the same pose as that turkey vulture yeah <laughs> tomorrow morning we will yeah. know yeah and what a pose to die in uh yeah. impossible to close the coffin <laughs> be worth it uh yeah so we saw that we saw that turkey vulture that was a lot of fun um we saw a lot of hummingbirds hummingbirds are a lot of fun they're very oh, yeah. ubiquitous around la so we saw annas and allens now alex you had had a hummingbird nest in your house at one point right yeah in during- your house but yeah during COVID in my parents' home, it was so still and quiet in COVID, right? That uh, an Anna's hummingbird made a nest in, uh, in in the backyard, but it was in a, such a way that we could see it from a window in the kitchen. Mm. So we could keep an eye on it the whole time. It was really amazing to see yeah. like the nest get built and then eggs lay. Yeah. And then we saw two little babies and then eventually just one little baby. So one, uh, of, the, one of the babies died. and Or one of them just grew up early. Who knows? Yeah. It got a job at Google right out of high school, so I just had to get out of there. That's true. Good. Yeah. Now it's making three hundred thousand uh, dollars in Mountain View. Yeah, <laughs> just like my my brother. Yeah. Um, shout out Brandon. Who's shout out Brandon. Probably not listening. That's right. He went from sim <laughs> wrangler to money maker. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was really beautiful seeing these these birds grow up. When I was a kid, my my folks have always have like attracted various birds and growth of kinds 
That was a really vague statement. What I'm I sorry. What, what was, do you mean growth of kinds? <laughs> I mean, you know, when things grow. Like trees? And, and multiply. No, more just things, right? Anyway, when, uh, when I was a kid, uh, when I was a little kid, I was born in San Pedro. And my folks lived in San Pedro and then moved before I started school. Mm-hmm. San Pedro is full of peacocks, just like some, you know, some places in LA are full of peacocks. One of my peacocks. neighbors had peacocks growing up. They were always all over the place. Yeah. And there was a, a peacock nest in my parents' backyard when I was a little kid. And it was sort of just like a mother peacock sitting on eggs for a while. And then all at once, it was a mother peacock and like nine baby peacocks running around like crazy. Like we were swarmed with peacocks. Oh, shit. Now peacocks are dicks, right? Peacocks are dicks. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Even as a baby. Yeah. Not nature versus nurture. They are born asshole. Wow. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time I caught an emu? No, I'd love to hear that. I, uh, speaking of peacocks, emus are similarly exotic species. So growing up in the Central Valley, a lot of ranchers like to show off their status by buying exotic animals. And there's this one friend of mine whose house had zebras, ostriches, water buffalo, uh, a lot of like water camels. Buffalo. Yeah, water what? buffalo, camels. camels. Yep. They had a bunch of shit just like next to their cows just like to show off like, you know, like, look, look how much money we have. We can buy these exotic animals. That's the craziest display of wealth I've ever heard. And That's- it wasn't like a zoo. They were just like out in the field. <laughs> Like somebody yeah. literally had like a flock of, uh, or I guess a herd of zebras, like by their dairy cows. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was weird shit. Um, so my buddy's dad bought an emu from somebody else, like a, like a county over and my buddy's like grounding up. He's like, Hey, do you guys want to help me like get this emu? Like with my dad? And we're all like, sure. So we show up to this place and it's this other rancher, but like he has like this really shitty operation where the emus are just like behind like a thin wire fence. And the task is that the emu is in there. There are three emus. We just want one, the one that he bought. Mm-hmm. And we want to put it in this U-Haul that's like just a, like big enough for an emu, like basically like a U-Haul crate. We want to guide it into that. So that sounds simple enough. So we're all standing around the uh, the trailer, and his dad is inside guiding the emu toward the U-Haul. So the emu walks toward the U-Haul and then immediately jumps over the U-Haul and runs into an open field. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So then we have to spend the next two hours chasing after an emu. And I don't know if you know this, emus are essentially just dinosaurs. Like they're very large, loud, violent killer birds. <laughs> um, so we have to chase after this emu. And like the dad's like, okay, he like gathered up. He's like, all right, boys, when it catches emu, one thing, do not let it kick you. All right. They have powerful legs. It'll break your rib. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So we chase after the emu. And for some reason, I'm the fastest one. I don't know why I'm wearing cowboy boots. I'm running in this like backyard and I'm the one that manages to catch it first, but I don't know what to do with it once I do. So I'm just yeah. holding this emu by its neck and it's like attacking me. It's like pecking me all over and like trying to attack me. And then my buddy goes to grab it and the emu kicks him in the chest and like oh, rips no. his shirt and like knocks him to the ground. And then the emu runs off. And then so finally we managed to like corner it and it like makes these like horrifying dinosaur roars at us. Oh my God. <laughs> and we're like, why are we doing this? And then uh, finally- That's when friend- it hits you? Yeah, then, yeah, so then, yeah, that's when I'm like, why am I doing this? It's been three hours. So then finally, my friend manages to jump on top of the emu and like it fights him the whole time and then slowly calms down. They push in the trailer and drive it off. And then my other friend's like, 
hey, I actually need you guys to help with my pig. And then we had to go lance a pig's boil on its ear. And that was my deck. Wow. Farm stories are the craziest stories. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, it was uh, real gross. He, he lanced a boil, bloodshot everywhere. It's disgusting. Oh my gosh. Chelsea has farm stories too. Yeah, because again, that's what we have in common is you have plenty of weird farm shit you did. Yeah, I mean, I never had to like catch an emu, but we had these gophers that kept like tearing up all our saplings. But in New York, like the gophers are like the size of like small dogs and our boss who's a researcher this was a research orchard was like well we need to catch them and he gave us a butterfly net and he's (laughs) like a cartoon (laughs) yeah he said this is this is the only thing i can think of and i said wow okay and then you know we would spend days just like running around outside with like a butterfly net trying to did it ever work because i feel like they can also bite through that pretty quickly yeah i mean they've got monster teeth um we did you know, set up like a like a cage, which obviously worked a lot better. Um, but New York is trap and kill, and none of us could do it. So we released them on. Wait, what is trap? A... Like you have to kill it if you trap it. Yeah, because oh. they're an invasive species and they destroy a lot of native plants. But we released them onto like this very fancy um, golf. <laughs> what do they that call rules. them? Even a yeah. golf field. Course. A golf course. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah it's a golf a golf pitch i think yeah they can afford it you know yeah no so. go, fucking go for it i i'm of the position that i hate golf it's a blight on society get it out of here beautiful I green agree. space uh just completely only rich people can access it fuck off mm-hmm. uh we had a similar problem growing up with ground squirrels which are the most disgusting creatures on earth so they're like squirrels but they burrow into the ground and they would like dig up my dead animal's bones like i'm oh sort of God. like alex's cat um so we tried to kill them but nothing worked like poison didn't work and then we stopped that in case we killed the dog um we couldn't shooting them bb guns didn't work we would just catch them with this cage my dad bought and then drop them off a couple miles away mm-hmm. and then we learned later that gophers can return home for like up or like squirrels can return home up, up to like 10 miles so all oh. we were doing is just like taking <laughs> them on a road trip i'm yeah, picturing but there was... this cage as like one of those baskets you use in tennis to stick? pick them up from the bottom <laughs> that's like sort of, with groundhogs. yeah that kind of was what it, what mine was uh it was just like a little cage with a trap door but there was one day like um sometimes i would just like try to scare them off and then like one time i saw one like chewing on the bone of like my beloved dead sheep who i'd kept as a pet oh. for years oh and i got so mad that i tried to scare it off with a rock and historically i am very bad at aiming like i like always miss so i thought if i aim at the squirrel with this rock I will land next to it and that will scare it off. Yeah. Because if I if I don't aim for it, it'll just like go somewhere random. So I'll aim for the squirrel. For the first <laughs> and only time in my life, I hit dead onto my target and broke its neck. Oh. Like it like like turned like this and like looked back with like its shoulders pressed, and then it just slowly backed away and climbed into its hole and died. Oh my gosh. And I stopped and I thought to myself, Revenge. This is a memory I have to bury or I'm going to kill myself. And then I just <laughs> went inside and I just played video games the rest of the day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Farm stories always turn into murdering animal stories. Yeah, it gets morbid real quick. It's always animal death. Yeah. They had it coming, you know. They, uh, they're they uh, gross. So, wow. <laughs> You're gross, you gotta um, die. Coworker from Oklahoma said that like it is a regional pastime to drop dynamite down like those ground squirrel holes, which is so crazy and so overwhelming <laughs> I've never stopped that's pretty that. funny though <laughs> you gotta be Jess, careful have you ever that's... killed an animal 
I don't think so. Yeah, same. Actually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, back to the birds. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to the birds. So let's see, what were some fun ones that we saw? So we saw, well, we saw pelicans today. So my favorite is the brown pelican. Today we saw the white pelicans, but we saw something I had never seen before, which is the pelicans eating. So that was a lot of fun to watch. That was great. Yeah. So we got them just as they were scooping up some fish. And it's fun to watch pelicans eat because they're sort of like stretchy mouths will like glow in the sun. So you can like sort of see them swallow stuff sometimes, which is a lot of fun. Do you have any pelican facts, Dewey? I, I feel like I I know that they're like ancient, right? Is that true? Uh, that's a good question. Let's let's pull up old Wikipedia, my trusted source. I could have done that. Well, I know, but here's the thing. I love brown pelicans because of how they look. They look like dinosaurs. So they're, they're, they're described as a genus of large water birds with um large... Oh, they went away. Let's see. Their closest living relative is the shoebill or the hammercop, which those are pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Let's get some facts in here about... We'll look at the American white pelican because that's what we saw today because I know more about brown pelicans. Uh, their bill is huge and flat on top of the large throat sack below. Whoa, shit. shit. Okay, so American white pelicans nest in colonies of several hundred pairs. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, white pelicans in there. Do you think this is fun content where one of the hosts just reads Wikipedia? <laughs> I thought you might know something about Here's these. the thing. This happens a lot. I love birds. There are some birds that I have endless facts about and some mm -hmm. that I don't. And people seem to only ask me about the ones that I don't know very well. You said a pelican is your favorite bird, though. No, yeah, I brown I, pelican is my, it is my favorite bird. I don't know a ton about them. I just know they look cool. I thought I set you up for success here. No, no, you set <laughs> me up for a massive failure, so thank you. <laughs> Similar to the night you and I met Jess, or the, the night that Jess and I met, we did that improv show, right. and you set me up for failure there because, um, so, so some I set you up for failure? For some background. Wow, Alex, I don't remember Kevin this at and all. I, Alex and Kevin and I were on a three-person improv team at that time called Legend of Helga. Maybe it was Dalby Spook at that point, mm -hmm. but we struggled with the name. We were doing a show at the improv space, and we did a warm-up in the back. And before the show, Alex was like, you know what? We've had some crazy stuff. Let's just do like a nice, normal, grounded show. So I came in to the show expecting a nice, normal, grounded scene. What Alex does is sit down, look me in the eyes mime that he was eating some pudding and go scooping <laughs> and then i didn't answer and he went again scooping and i didn't know how to play off that grounded improv dude <laughs> it's nice grounded improv so i just looked at the audience and i explained what i just explained to the viewers and the uh kind of went downhill from there was uh -huh. that the same show where you kept turning to the audience and explaining your newfound relationship with your sister <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that was the same show because i had recently found out um that my siblings and i all have different dads and nobody right. told me so i was just my character said that and then i turned to the audience and explained in real life that is also <laughs> the case that may have been the was so jess saw me at two improv shows before we officially like met and i remembered um did i break my back at both of them yes Okay, yeah, I, I threw I, out my back at both shows. I think one of them might have been improvjectification. Okay, so the second time I was not wearing a shirt. Possibly. Or the first time? The It would have been the second time. Okay, so the second time, yeah. So Jess, Jess saw me break my back twice and still wanted to hang out, so good for you doing an improv Oh, well, I had show. to work wow. with you. Oh, yeah, that's fair. We did have to work together. But yeah, so this is not the first time you sabotaged me, Alex. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> it was still a fun show. It was nonsensical and badly structured, but we had fun. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, so we also saw... Before we move away from the pelican, um, Alex does a very good pelican impression. <laughs> oh, could, could we see that? <laughs> well, I think I'm being, again, we just talked about setting each other up for success. I didn't think I'm setting you up for success. It's a good one. Okay, I'll give one second of contents, t- context and just go for it then. Um, in our D&D game that Dewey was playing for a while, it's based on One Piece. His character can communicate with birds. His favorite using bird to call flute. using a flute can summon a bird. Uh, favorite bird to call is a brown pelican. And as the dungeon master, I have to embody all of the other characters, including this pelican. Uh, and my pelican impression is... <laughs> it's more of a waddle which doesn't show up in an audio format but it's this the, the sound you make is yeah, really the, good though. the sound really came through sorry. thanks all right well thank you chelsea for bringing us to that before we before we moved on that was very good that was essential no it was essential um so we saw a ton of duck and duck like birds we talked about the coot before we yeah. saw some mallards um but in terms of water birds, not only did we see birds that live in the water, we also saw birds that fish in the water. So we saw one of my favorite birds, uh, the belted kingfisher. Um, so just to clarify for the audience, you're going to hear a lot where I say my favorite bird. I have three favorite birds. They are tied as the belted kingfisher, the tree swallow, and the brown pelican. So the belted f- kingfisher was a lot of fun. What you guys think of the belted kingfisher? Also a favorite of mine. I loved how rugged it looked. Yeah, it's like back. uh, It has quite a long tail and a big head plume. Um, It looked like a real like a real badass. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because Alex, you said your goal was to find a real bastard out here. I was out there looking for a real bastard. And I think the closest we came, it might have that might have been the real that might have been the closest to really more than the turkey vulture. The turkey vulture. No, the turkey vulture was a real bastard. Okay, could you explain <laughs> what you mean by that? Because I feel like you brought this up several times throughout the day. You know, it's a feeling. You know when you see a turkey vulture 40 feet up on a sparse tree, its arms out mm-hmm. looking at you yeah. as if to say, try me, take one step further. <laughs> and you just think, God, what a real bastard. Yeah, no, that's, that's typically Can what I Can I be more think. clear than that? I think that was... No, I think, I think, I think, you, got, I think you got the idea. Um, do you mean like bastard complimentary, like cool, or do yeah. you mean bastard derogatory? Oh, like grimy? Both. Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've never heard it in a positive way, but I like that. I used to call you the old bastard. You used yeah. to call me that? Yeah. I used to call you by right. my cell phone. Call on your cell phone. What's the Drake song? Don't quote Drake on the podcast. Okay, it's weird to think that <laughs> that Trump danced to that, like on SNL. Did he? Yeah, he danced to Hotline Bling. Oh yeah. He was like that. that was he awful. was playing like an accountant. I I think it's one of the good things he's done. Oh okay. The other one, which was coming up, was with be the- president. <laughs> <laughs> Your yeah, words, was- yeah. Your words. Trump is an awful was man. Soup for my family. Yeah, bro- <laughs> soup for my family was really good. Yeah. Awful man. I wish he was dead. <laughs> Um, but he is one of the best nickname givers of all time. So we got to give him that <laughs> calling around the Santa's meatball Ron. is really good. <laughs> he coined sleepy Joe, which what a, he's right on that. Sleepy Joe is funny. Sleepy Joe is really good. Bat bad man. Wish he was just like some weird guy who didn't have any power, but, uh, 
you know, fingers crossed he'll die soon. All right, uh, moving on. So we caught a glimpse of a bird I really wanted you guys to see, which is the nor- Oh, actually, let's hop back to the belted kingfisher a little bit. Yeah, I want to hear some belted kingfisher facts. So those facts I got for you. So the belted oh, kingfisher, yeah. again, one of my favorite birds. So this one I actually know some shit about um, before you get mad at me. So the belted kingfisher, I wanted us to go out a little early today. In spite of daylight savings time, we still got out pretty early this morning. And the reason I did that is because the belted kingfisher has a very weird schedule. Um, they take the afternoons off. They take a very big lunch break. So if you're looking to find a belted kingfisher as a birder, they're active in the morning, late afternoon, and early evening. So the whole like actual afternoon, they're just gone. No idea why. Um, but the way that they hunt is that they will fish, um, you know, for they will look out for fish and fish. So they look for them by resting on some perches. So you'll see them if you're looking for them all around pond or river areas. They'll be hanging out on trees. So they'll be hanging out on like long branches where they can sit and stare and sort of view the water to sort of dive out on. Now. This is going to be a quiz for you two. We oh, saw this belted kingfisher, and this belted kingfisher is the same one I've been seeing since I started birding at this spot a year ago. This belted the same kingfish, one, the, the exact same, same one. individual, okay. same individual. I can tell that because I know it is a female belted kingfisher, and they they work solitary, so they don't they don't hang out with others of their species a lot. They're pretty antisocial, so it's um it's the same one I've been seeing. It's a female. How do we know it's a female? Um, it's the color of the belly. The yes! colored belly. So, oh my gosh. Hell yeah, Chelsea. So in addition to dead fish points, you also get a belted kingfisher point. So congratulations. I'll send you like a pin or a patch or something. Wow. Um so yeah, so most birds are sexually dimorphic where the different sexes, um, because again, gender is a construct when you're talking about sexes here. Um, the different sexes have different characteristics. Typically the males are the uh more vibrant looking ones. Um, sometimes the females would be significantly larger than males or vice versa. With belted kingfishers, the males and females look almost identical, except that the females have a beautiful rusty colored belt. So the belted kingfishers sort of, um, it's blue. It's got a blue head, a blue um, back, and then um, sort of a, red, or a white belly. But the female will have a sort of rust colored belt from armpit to armpit, um, dipping down a little bit. So that's how we were able to tell the sex of this wonderful bird. Wow. Yeah. Um, Why do you like this bird so much? I think they look so weird. They're yeah. they are so beautiful and so strange looking. Uh, for the folks at home, they look like Woody Woodpecker almost. Um, but if he was all blue, and again, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Jess thinks Woody Woodpecker looks more like a boy than a woodpecker. Are you guys familiar <laughs> with what Woody Woodpecker looks like? He yeah, that's like a fact. What do you mean it's a fact? That he looks like a little boy more than a bird. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a little boy with spiky hair and and he gumption like a, and gumption. Okay. I think he looks like a woodpecker because that's what he is. But I think it's so that kids can project like onto him. So they make him look like a boy. Mm. I agree. And it works. (laughs) Sorry, I'm looking at images of him on Google. There's one where he's just showing his ass. And I don't know who this is for. The little boys of America. (laughs) (laughs) Little boys love ass. Speaking of woody woodpecker there was one other bird that we looked at that we didn't get a great glimpse of but i wanted you guys to see so that's the northern flicker so chelsea you'd said you had a favorite bird or bird you liked a lot when you were looking at birds in northern uh new york what was your uh what was that bird yeah i um always liked seeing sap suckers um the bird laboratory that i worked at was in sapsucker wood so you would Mm -hmm. see and hear and and just to clarify for the listeners sucker wood i barely know her (laughs) and you can reset your timer once again yeah no problem (laughs) uh yeah so um similar so sapsuckers are a type of woodpecker as we know another type of woodpecker that we actually saw today 
was the northern flicker. When I say saw, I mean it went into a bush. I pointed out to you guys, and then it disappeared. Um, so I'm sending a little link in the chat to the northern flicker. So the northern flicker is a very weird looking guy. Um, he sort of got like these like eye shaped spots all over his wow. belly. He's got a little red jowls. His um, tail feathers are this bright orangey red color. Um, what's cool about northern flickers is that most woodpeckers feed in trees. But these guys actually feed on the ground, so they'll peck up like ant hills and stuff. They'll pick up uh, bugs from the ground. They're really cool. And on the um, on the east coast, they're actually yellow tailed, whereas over here they are red tailed. They call them nor- red shaft or yellow shaft. And the actual name for belted kingfisher in Latin, or not belted kingfisher, northern flicker in Latin originally referred to this and called them, I believe, like yellow something in Latin or something or other. Very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember seeing this just yeah. for a moment. Yeah, just, just for a moment. Ground. Yeah. But yeah, so they eat a bunch of shit, but like ants alone make up 45% of their diet, which is a lot. That's um, similar to most uncles, am I right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you can reset your timer early. Yeah, that was... Uh... Oh, I found the other... The, uh, they were called gold-winged woodpeckers when they were first found. Um, but yeah, so those guys are pretty cool. So I was hoping that we'd get more of a um, glimpse of those guys today, but... We got to see, you know, one at least for a fleeting moment. Mm -hmm. So we also saw a great-tailed grackle. Um, So those are beautiful birds. They sound awful. They're the worst, really the worst noise you ever heard. Alex, how would you you describe what they sounded like? Yeah, they sort of sound like uh, EDM, like what your grandfather thinks EDM is. (laughs) Like very (laughs) electronic, but also nondescript and and mostly just loud and annoying. Yeah, when people make that joke of like, what, is Skrillex just playing like blender noises? It's like, that's kind of what a grackle sounds like. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, so they sound really awful. Um, I wanted to bring up grackles because we were talking about the sort of eating habits of the Northern Flicker. And grackles also have a fun sort of eating thing where they love eating like bugs um they'll eat a lot of stuff they'll eat like um you know bugs fruits etc but they love eating bugs so much that they are known to pick dead insects off of license plates of parked cars which i think is some really debased behavior just like really gross (laughs) get it together grackles come on um so then we also saw um some lesser goldfinches so you guys were a little excited to see the lesser goldfinch right those uh, yellow guys yeah, they were so delicate and very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And what's fun about lesser goldfinches is they are all over the place in LA. You don't even have to be in the, you know, in a park area to see them. You can see them like down the street and stuff. They'll just be like wow. in some trees in the neighborhood. So if you're in LA, keep your eyes peeled. But yeah, that brings it about to the end of our bird list. So um, Chelsea, did you have a favorite bird that we saw today? That's not her question. They were they were all so good. I mean, you I have like... to pick one or your family's going to die. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Um, I think the most striking bird will, was just that turkey vulture with its arms spread out. Yeah. It, we saw it so early on and it was so, well, I certainly felt threatened and it was very ominous. Yeah. <laughs> well, you felt threatened because it, lo- it looked directly at you for some reason. Yeah. Looking right at Chelsea. I was uh, next, so. Alex, what about you? Yes. My favorite bird was also a turkey vulture, but a different one. At the end, we saw a huge meadow, a beautiful field with right. purple wildflowers. And in the middle, there was like one downed tree that had been like knocked over by the storm and one vulture sitting on that, also staring at us. Because that was uh, the one that you officially called a real bastard, right? That was perhaps the bastardiest. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jess, did you have a favorite bird that we saw today? I really liked seeing the red-winged blackbirds. I guess fighting, but yeah, well, because you wanted them to be kissing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I still think they could have been. Yeah. Who's who's to say? Um, yeah, and we got lucky today. Nobody got bird flu. Um, as there's a sign in the park warning us that bird flu was present, but we didn't get close enough to any birds, I think, to get bird flu. Um, even though I brought this up before, Jess has on two occasions. Um, we've most <laughs> we occasions. Were, yeah, yeah, we were at the most occasions. We were at the river, the LA River, we can say that, um, a few weeks ago, and we spotted a Cooper's hawk on a branch, and I was sitting there taking pictures, and Jess started making kissing noises at it to try to lure it over to her <laughs> to pe- like let her pet it. Yeah, which Did I feel like you should not do. I think I should be allowed to pet any animal I want. Yeah. I mean, who's to say you shouldn't, but you know, uh, you might get bird flu. Because you also put out your arm like a falconer. Yeah. If it yeah. wanted to perch on me, it could. Yeah. Well, because you did that at this spot last week, and then we left and found out that there was bird flu. Because <laughs> you tried to get some geese to come at you, too. Mm-hmm. Did I? Yeah. You, you remember those? Or like, maybe you I remember really them as black ducks. out in the these w- moments. <laughs> <laughs> there was that group of like really cute white ducks slash geese. Oh, I didn't put my arm out. Though. No, you didn't put your arm out, but oh, you like, made kissing noises at them. Yeah, no. You oh, made, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the beautiful white geese look really nice to pet. So yeah. I want to pet them. But yeah, I can't. And, and you would have gotten bird flu. Mm-hmm. All we right. saw egrets. I liked those egrets. Oh, too. yes. Second so favorite. Yeah. Egret. Yeah, so we saw great egrets. Blue heron. So. Oh, we saw blue heron, too. Yeah, blue herons are great. They're all over uh, the United States and all over L.A. So they're a real easy find and a real beautiful find. I'm always in awe of them every time. All right, yeah, so that was your guys' first birding trip. You guys saw um, some great birds. We covered your favorite. The question that remains, though, is would you go again? Yes, I I would absolutely go again. And I think the the biggest thing is now that I've seen that birds are not just four categories, that they're not just small, medium, large, and aquatic. Yeah. Um, I'll be looking out for birds in my everyday life too to see yeah. if they are uh, if they are not just brown and small, but instead you know have a speckled belly. I would love yeah. to go again though. It was really relaxing. Um, yeah, it was terrific. It was like a hike, but there's something to do. Yeah, it was funny too because when you first showed up, I was like, "Oh, you guys can hear that like the birds are going wild," and you had no idea what I was talking about. The more you do it, you'll start picking up bird noises, like as yeah. you're like just hanging out and stuff. Like I used to tune that out, and now it's like the first thing I hear. Chelsea, what about you? Yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it's very cool again to be able to put a name to the face and then to go home um, and to learn more about them on the great wikipedia.com and yeah. <laughs> to learn bird facts. Um, but yeah, it's fun to see that they all have such different personalities and behaviors too. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. All right. Well, that will bring us to our final segment. So we have a little game to play. So Jess, could I get a drum roll, please? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That sounded like you were gurgling water. That's all I had on short notice. That's pretty good. Okay, that's That's fine. All right. So this game is called Penis or Cloaca. Penis or Cloaca. Okay. So as we know, birds are evolved species. They've evolved from previous species. And during that evolution, most birds have lost their penis for the males and have gotten instead a cloaca. For those who don't know, cloaca is the hole that does it all. Uh, pee, poop, semen, um, entry to the ovaries and stuff. It's all done through the cloaca. So those birds, as Alex actually mentioned on our hike, um, will mate through what is called a cloacal kiss. Well, they'll press cloacas and then a little semen will come out and they'll impregnate each other. Just like you. Just as a, <laughs> as a child. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to do a little quiz now. And you guys, we're going to cover 
some fictional birds, some fictional birds from um, pop culture. And you guys are going to tell me if that bird was a real living bird, if it would have a penis or a cloaca. Okay. Just so you know, in our relationship and just like earlier today, Chelsea wins all the games that we play. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a perennial loser and Chelsea is a perennial winner. But I will be gunning for this one. I, okay. I think you have the edge on this win. one. Are we? Are you asking us to gender the fictional or to sex the f- fictional birds? Oh, by... fuck. So they're all gonna. You're all going to assume okay. they're they're male. Okay, great. And Jess unfortunately can't play. We played this before, so she knows all the answers. Unless you've forgotten. So these are fictional. Well, birds? I got them all right the first time just by guessing. So I oh yeah, I'm, I'm right. Okay. Yes, yeah, so these are fictional birds. You'll recognize most of them. Is there a real answer to these? Sorry. Yeah, there's a, and there's 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 a real answer in that. I've done my research on okay. what their real life counterparts would. Uh, again, when I say fictional birds, I don't mean I made up a bird speech. Oh, I thought like, you made up bird. Like, no, 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 no. These are like no, 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 no. I thought this was the bird from Up, and we're just choosing if it has a penis. Yeah, if it. No, 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 no. I thought we have to justify. These are fictional celebrity birds. Oh, celebrity birds. So let's let's get started with the first one. So your first one, Donald Duck. Donald if Donald Duck, Duck were real, would he have a penis or cloaca? So whenever you're ready, you should, either of you could buzz in. I have my answer. I have my answer, too. All right. Um, why don't you go ahead? Alex, you said it first, unfortunately. Corkscrew penis. Corkscrew penis. Chelsea, what do you think? Um, Inverse corkscrew, reverse corkscrew um, cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So unfortunately, Alex is correct. If yeah. Donald Duck were real, he'd have a horrifying barbed corkscrew penis um, because yeah. that is what ducks have. So if Donald Duck were real, he'd be wearing pants. He would not be the way he is at Disneyland. Number two, Big Bird. If Big Bird were real, would Big Bird have a penis or a cloaca? Ooh, I have the answer. Yep. I think this one's cloaca. Why do you think that, Chelsea? Uh, solely based on vibe alone. Because he's like so long, you know, it wouldn't be right. If he had like a huge penis. And I think Big Bird has a big old schlang away. Why do you think that, Alex? (laughs) Because he's got two hands. uh, He's six feet off the ground. (laughs) If I was designing him, that'd be the that'd be the biggest we've all seen your notebooks all right well the answer is chelsea is right it is a cloaca big bird is actually a large canary bird and canary birds have cloacas um so big bird would have a cloaca not a large penis like alex alluded next up from fantasia we have madam upanova now, Madame Upanova is a female, so she wouldn't have um, male sex organs. So we're going to pretend that she is a male for a moment <laughs> because the list of fictional birds on Wikipedia was very short. So we're <laughs> playing what we have here. I have no idea who that is. That is one of the. So, there were, so that was from the Fantasia segment where the ostriches, hippos, and alligators were dancing, and she is a fictional ostrich. Whoa. Ostrich, cloaca. Cloaca. I also agree. Interesting. You guys are unfortunately wrong. Male ostriches wow. have penises. Wow. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I just so. don't think you should have like long legs and a penis. Like same <laughs> big bird. I just don't like like for humans too. Like that together. Yeah, I I would say that. I just don't think it should be three. You know, I don't like the sh- the shape of it. The geometry of it seems incorrect. Make <laughs> <laughs> it up with God, Chelsea. All right. <laughs> so this next one. For those fans of Kung Fu Panda, this is Mr. Ping. Do you guys know who Mr. Ping is? No. 
Again, no idea. So Mr. Ping is the adoptive father of Poe the Panda from Kung Fu Panda. Oh, I, uh, like I see him. two confused eyes staring at me. I'm going penis. You're going penis? <laughs> um, Chelsea, what do you think? I'll go yeah. Cloaca just to yeah. be different, but I do think Alex is right. I do think this man would have a penis. So what's fun about my answer sheet here is that I wrote this in a in a haze, apparently, because for the answer, instead of putting penis to Cloaca, I just wrote Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> uh, but the answer is penis he would have a penis so alex you were alex wow. you were correct how about poe the panda does he have a cloaca uh poe the penis? panda does have a cloaca <laughs> actually no he has a penis it's people think it's his tail but actually that is his little round black Ooh. penis oh yeah fun fact yeah all right lastly for the fans of animaniacs did you guys watch animaniacs growing up Chelsea and I didn't have childhoods. Neither yeah, of us know any TV. of these. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, this is Chicken Boo. So a chicken large boo. fictional chicken. You thinking penis or cloaca? I'm going cloaca on, on a chicken. Oh, I, I do think Alex is right. I'm, I've am i seen a lot of chickens, and I feel like I've never seen a penis on one. Unfortunately, Alex is... Uh, wait, what'd you answer? <laughs> Take the other one, Chelsea. I'll pick or the I'll, other I'll one. switch mine. I, I say penis. All right. So it ends in a tie. They have cloacas. Yeah. So we're going to have to go to a tiebreaker round. So give me one second. We're going to get a photo. Uh, Hold on a second. If it's just a photo of you, I know the answer. <laughs> a photo of- oh, yes. We have seen each other naked. We went to Wee Spa together. And uh, fun and thing we about both, we, we both have cloaca. We both have cloacas. <laughs> well, we went to Wee Spa together, you, me, and Kevin. And uh, it was a very strange experience because it was us and just a bunch of naked old men. Yeah, it was nice. And then we went to the massage <laughs> chairs. Do you remember the massage chairs? Naked? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. So we went to the... Alex does not remember this. Okay, so we went to the massage chairs. It was the three of us. And the massage chairs were the kind where you sit in a chair, you put in a dollar, and it gives you a massage, like a you know basic chair massage. But I put in my dollar too fast. So I was <laughs> 15 seconds ahead of Alex and Kevin's massage. Right. which normally would not be a problem. A minute into the massage, oh, I do the knobs that. go in, like, you know, the knobs, they like massage your back and stuff. A minute in, one of the knobs goes directly up my ass, <laughs> inexplicably. I don't know why. I don't know why that was the design people wanted. It goes right up my ass. And I go, oh! And Kevin and Alex look at me and they go, what the fuck what is, is wrong he doing? with this guy? I was like, what are yeah. you doing? 15 seconds later, <laughs> two knobs go directly up Kevin and Alex's ass. <laughs> so for the entire rest of the three-minute massage, we, yeah. they would hear me go, ooh, and then know it was coming for them. <laughs> yeah. Very weird place that was. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And then we saw, yeah, we saw each other naked for the first time. Hopefully not the last. Not the last, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a tie. That's why I had five answers. What about the, there's a chicken in that Disney thing? I think? Well, we already, we already answered chickens. Right. So. Okay. Or what about Tweety Bird? That's Canary. Hollywood needs to. What about Woody Woodpecker? Hold on one second. We yeah, let's about... do do Woodpeckers have penises or cloacas. Don't don't Google this with me. I've been googling bird dicks this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Every time we'd write sketches together, I'd look over, and you just had um, bird penis Google search um, open. Well, one of my favorite bits now that I'm in grad school, one of my favorite bits is if I like stand up and leave my desk for a minute i'll i'll google like bass or something and just have photos of bass (laughs) and leave my computer on and open so people see like he was just looking at photos of bass he wasn't (laughs) and then come back and like go back to it all right so in high school i wrangled an emu 
Now, if I were, let's say that that was the last emu on Earth and I had to extract some of that emu semen to make sure that the species survived, would I extract it from a penis or a cloaca? I want to say cloaca. I'll go penis for the tiebreaker. Jess, could I get another drum roll, please? (laughs) That is not a drum roll. That is a boy. Good. But like drum rolling is an action of going like you just did a song. I don't think I can do that. Oh, with, you can't roll your R's? I can, but it's, <laughs> no. It's not like Perry the platypus. Perry the platypus. Well, Perry... Platypus is not birds; they're mammals. I know, but it's part bird. Yeah, I can look up. It's not part bird. It's a mammal or marsupial. It's, it seems like partially bird because it has a beak. Because yeah, it, it can go in water, right? It's yeah, like going a- water. It's it's a weird thing. Yeah, but it's a mammal. Like I know that's an aquatic bird, dude. Mm. Anyway, so the winner is Jessica. Get another drum roll, please. No more. No more. <laughs> oh my Hold God. on. Let me try. All right. I'll try. Oh, I can't. Do there it. we go. That was, okay. Yeah, that rule. There we go. Okay, Jess, you get a point just for that. Um, so you're actually in third place. All right. Uh, the winner is Alex. Congratulations, <gasps> Alex. Yeah. You have penises. I would have had to grab it by the penis instead of the neck to extract that nectar. Yeah, um, when so, in doubt, go penis. There, um, a pattern or like an evolutionary thing as to when penis and when cloaca. I was thinking, I think the pattern that I had internalized was water bird versus regular bird, but I no longer think that is the case. Well, it's interesting because so ducks, geese, and swans all have penises, and ostriches and emus both have penises, but chickens and ducks you think are kind of similar. They don't have they don't have the same stuff. It's weird. I don't know what the pattern is. I was thinking little boys and big kissers. Wow. What? <laughs> little boys have cloaca. Big kissers have a shangalang. <laughs> How would you describe a big kisser? You know when you see a bird, it's like a it's like a big kisser also coincidentally is the nickname of Chelsea's D&D character is Big Kisser. Uh, I'm not the one I played with, right? Uh, that, that, that's the one. No. Oh, really? The big yes. fish. Yeah. When, I did not I did not hear that ever. A, a big kisser is uh, one with like a big funny face and he's kind of chunky. That's a big kisser. And a little boy is you just see a little little one floating around. It's a little boy. This is Alex <laughs> trying to describe genders to his children. <laughs> Congratulations, Alex. You'll be getting some sort of prize once the podcast starts making money and I'll buy you a pie or something. Hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on. We're nearing the end of our podcast. So do you have anything to plug? No, we don't have shit to plug. We're we're both so offline, it's unbelievable. Oof. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think Just... it's actually hard to find us online. Yeah. <laughs> it should be legitimately <laughs> difficult. Well, you know what I'd like to plug? I got something. Page. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chelsea. Uh, no, I'm just saying Slappy has a YouTube page. I'd like to plug this. If you're going to try and search up somebody, take a moment for yourself and just think, what do what do I like to do? What are my hobbies and interests? How can I further my career? How can I better my own life? Just take a moment and think about that for yourself. That's what I would like to plug. I'd like to I'd like to plug a you moment. Okay. Do I wow. win? Yeah, no, you you win. All right. Jess? I don't have anything to plug. Um, well, I have two things to plug. Okay. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to plug my Instagram where you can check out my bird photos. Um, that'll be Dewey underscore Cassidy. So D E W E Y underscore underscore. That's two underscores. Um, C A S S A D Y. 
on Instagram. That's where you can see all my wonderful little bird photos where I take photos of birds and maybe a stand-up clip every once in a while if I did a stand-up show recently. Will you put uh, some photos from today on there? I'd like to see those. Yeah, yeah. Once I, once I edit those bad boys and throw them on yeah. there, you'll, you'll, you'll get them. Then also I'd like to plug SELA, which is a neighborhood homeless coalition that uh, Jess and I both uh, volunteer with. So we provide services to our unhoused neighbors in the uh, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, North Hollywood. It's, or, it's not North Hollywood, regular Hollywood areas. Um, so people can come by on Saturdays, get some um, showers, get some fresh food or some fresh clothes, some um, hot meal. Um, and then we also do some outreach to encampments where we'll come up, bring people supplies and stuff. Um, so yeah, if you want to volunteer there, check out their website. It's uh, what we decided was SELANHS.org. Yep, .org. Yeah, yeah. So check that out if you want to volunteer for that. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Chelsea, Alex, thank you both for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having us, Dewey yeah, and Jess. Thank you. This was really fun. Showing us how to bird. That was great. I'd also like to say I'm really looking forward to when you can trick someone into plugging something just totally uh, about themselves, like <laughs> plugging plugging their you know comedy show. Yeah, and then your plug is Sila. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Yeah, for yeah. That. That's that's what I'm gonna do every week. So look forward to that. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both. I'm gonna leave everybody with a <laughs> later. That was <laughs> that was the out. <laughs> yeah. yeah.